Gospels to a very familiar uh, chapter in the Bible, Matthew chapter 28, a very familiar verses, probably um, many missionaries that you have in here may use that verse. If they don't use it as a main text, they may uh, refer to it sometimes um, as a command from the Lord, a command that we have from the Lord. In, in fact, I call it a mandate because it goes with my, my uh, points better. A mandate that we have from the Lord. Let's all stand, if you would, Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to be looking at, at um, verses 19 and 20. If, if, you, um, if you're not able to stand, no big deal. But we'll just stand in honor of the Word of God. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even into the end of the world. It talks about the same thing in Mark 16. In fact, it's mentioned in, in Luke and also in John about this job that we have as a church to go unto all the world. And um, so that's our job. That's, that's what we should do. And uh, so um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And... Uh, Ask him to bless our time. Father, thank you for this time we have together. We ask your blessings on the preaching of the word. Help us to uh, hear from you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You know, as I was, I was wondering if you're going to stand. My, my, everybody was standing but my wife. and I. <laughs> as, as I was coming down here today from Springfield, um, came through, uh, I think it was 60 all the way, and I think it was 63. Is that 63 that comes down here? But on the way, I passed many different uh, speed limit signs. And, um, and so I might be doing 60 for a while, and then it got up to 65, which was good. And then it might slow me down as I go through a town. Um, but the idea is you're supposed to obey the speed limit 60 until what? until you get another speed limit sign that says 45 or 65, right? Now, now for some of you, this may be in theory only, you know, but, but you have these orders that were given, and we're not supposed to change speed, theoretically again, uh, until we have that next order, until we have the next sign, right? And, and, and that's kind of what Jesus gave us. He gave us a command. Uh, should I lower this a little bit, maybe? Okay, he gave us a command, and that command has not been rescinded. And that command is, go into all of the world. And, and now, how can this church, Calvary, Central Calvary Baptist Church, how can this church reach unto all of the world? There's, I think, last I heard, it seems like it changes all the time, 190-some countries in the world. And we're supposed to go into all of the world. I know of churches right now, um, they're big churches, two or three, that are, have their goal to get a missionary in every one of those countries. None of them have succeeded totally yet, but their goal is to do that. But how do we do that? How does this church do that? How does it fulfill this command to go into all of the world? It does it by sending missionaries. You can send families from here, but you can also fulfill it by helping send missionaries 
all over the world. And, and that's fulfilling the Great Commission. That's fulfilling the command that the Lord has given us. I know when, um, when I was, I, I am the fourth born of four boys. I'm the youngest of four boys. And um, my mom had me when she was 23. So my mom had four boys. She started at 17, two years apart. And uh, some people said, well, that would drive me crazy. How does she do that? And I said, she ruled the roost with a, a rod of iron. Actually, it's a switch of wood. And, uh, and I got my share, believe me. But I was the fourth. And the fourth, the baby of the family normally didn't get it as bad as the oldest. If you're the oldest, you say, yeah, that's right. And if you're the youngest, you say, yeah, that's, that's about right. Because the youngest, he looks at the oldest getting in trouble, and he learns, if he's smart, that you don't do a lot of things that the oldest has done. But the problem, my problem was entertaining the family leaked off into entertaining at school. And many times I would get in trouble for talking and acting up. And the teacher would have me come up and she would draw a, a circle on the blackboard. You know, we didn't have whiteboards. And, and it was just a little above my nose where she said, put your nose in there. And I would have to be on my tiptoes, put my nose in there. And I would say, how long? And she would say, until I tell you. If you've been in the military, you know if the drill instructor says, dig this hole, do push-ups or whatever, you say, how long, drill sergeants? I don't think you call them sir, or do you? Uh, anyway, and he says, until I tell you different. And this command that the Lord has given us is not rescinded. And so it needs to be a part of our life that we as people, we as a church, this church would be about the Lord's business and getting the, the message to everyone. Um, a man in Albania gave, it, gave me his idea of the Great Commission personally, and I love it the way he said it because it's so simple. He said, go meet people, tell them about Jesus. I thought that's very simple. That's, a, that's something we can do as we're going and we meet people. Tell them about Jesus. You can tell them in many different ways. If you're, sometimes if you're afraid to talk to them or embarrass you can you can take a track and you can give them a track you can leave a track around you i just met a guy in nevada missouri sunday and he just we were just talking and he said one of the things he used to do was he would go into walmart with a bunch of tracks and he would put the tracks in each case of beer and, and when they bought the beer, they would take it home and they'd have this gospel track in it. And I thought, that is awesome. That is a great idea. I've heard of people rolling it up backwards in toilet paper in a public restroom to where when they pulled the toilet paper, tracks would fall out on them. I thought, it's okay. Any way we can get the message to other people. Amen. So it's a mandate that this church has. Every body of Christ has this mandate for them is to go into all of the world. And a mandate is a command, an order, a precept, or an injunction, or a commission. I looked this up in the 1828 Webster's. We have been given a clear mandate by the Lord Jesus Christ. I like the Albanian Bible that we have is not a great translation, but they are working. We have some very competent people right now that are working on a new translation of the um, 
the Albanian Bible using the King James as, as, as the reference point, and, and I think they're going to do a very good job because the Albanian Bible that we have now has some errors in it. Uh, it's not like I can say this is the Word of God and theirs it contains the Word of God. I would say it that way. But I do like the way they um, translated this uh, go into all of the world. Now, in, in English, we have the word go, and that is a, what is it called? A, I know, but it's a, a command, a imperative. By the way, if you're going to go to the mission field, learn English grammar. It helps. She learns by grammar. She learns by comparison. I shoot from the hip. I learn by listening and asking questions. The problem was, in high school, they, they gave us choices. I don't know if you guys had choices for classes, but they said, you can take grammar or you can take P.E. What 16-year-old boy is going to choose grammar over P.E.? And I was that typical boy. I didn't, I didn't choose grammar, so that's kind of affected me. But in Albanian, that word imperative, I mean, if we're going to say go, I say Go on, you know, that's kind of an imperative. But if I really want to make it an imperative, this is my interpretation of English grammar. I say, go, that's an imperative to me. You know, go, no, nah. go, that's for me. But Albania has a whole new word for an imperative. If I'm going to say, y'all go, everybody go, that's our imperative. But in Albania, it's a, okay, let me explain. Shkoi is go, for me, I go. If I want everybody here to go, it's um, you, do, you need to go. You do have to shkoni. But the imperative would be shkoni you. It's an imperative. It's used as an imperative right there. And it's a whole different word in the Albania. So I like that. Eek is another word. Eek means go. Eekaun. But if I said eekni you, everybody, that's an imperative. And I, I like the way that uh, it says that because it's the implying that you need to be actively going unto all of the world and telling people about Christ. Not stay, not relax, not sit down, but be proactive about getting the gospel to others. In Ephesians 6.15 it says, Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, if you think about that, I think that's an easy interpretation of what that means. Having your feet ready at all times with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Being ready all of the time to uh, tell people about Christ. It's the message that the Lord really put on my heart as I was still in Albania. I thought, Lord, what messages do I want to have as I, as I tell, uh, go to the churches and report about the work in Albania? And this was one. And, and it says also in that Ephesians 6.15, with the gospel of peace. Why would it say the gospel of peace? It's because there's a war going on in the minds of people, even right now, that when we talk to them about the Lord, or when they're reading a track, or reading their Bible, or, has, or hearing something uh, uh, that pertains to their salvation, there's a war going on. Satan does not want people to get saved, and he's going to lie to them. He's going to tell them all kinds of false uh, ideas, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit will be speaking to their heart, and there's a war going on. 
And think about salvation in your life, how when you finally came to the place where you said, Lord, please save me, and you humbled yourself, and you, you just gave your whole self to the Lord, and you turned from your sin and, and put your trust in Him, that how that peace came over you, the peace of the love of God. And that's the gospel of peace that we are to carry. Jesus went forth. He went. He was proactive. He saw the multitudes, and He was moved with compassion. When, I, when, um, when you're the baby of the family, uh, eventually your other three brothers get married and leave home. Mostly that's the order, the first, you know, the number one, two, three. And so I was there for a time by myself at home. At home. Well, what happens then is all the chores fall on you. Since you're the last one, the only boy, so now mowing the grass, doing other things. But I can remember my dad saying, boy... That yard is not going to mow itself. Now, maybe some of you have used that with your children. You can remember your parents saying that to you. My mom's saying, boy, that room is not going to clean itself, or those dishes are not going to wash themselves. And it's the same principle. The world is not going to win itself. Amen. They're not going to win it by watching a televangelist, tele, an evangelist on TV or, or other things. They're going to be one one at a time by us being proactive, telling others about Christ. I looked that word up, go, in the, in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, and that little bitty word, English word, has 28 definitions. Imagine that. To walk, I'm not going to read them all. To walk, to move on the feet step by step, to always be moving. You can't reach people sitting in your house um, Normally, unless you're talking to them on the phone. I like, it says, to travel, to journey by land or water. To me, that's, that's foreign missions right there, going by water, going by land. To proceed or advance in accomplishing an end. To move or be in motion as a machine. I love that. And then it says where we are to do it at. In, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, And ye sh shall be, let me see. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And we need the Holy Ghost to come upon us. I'm trusting the Lord to do great things this time. This may be our last shot. The Lord, everything points to the Lord coming back soon. Amen. You'd, be, you'd have to be like this if you don't believe that. And um, Bonnie and I really are in one mind that he's a big God. We're going to be trusting him for great things this time in Albania. For, for boldness in our lives... But yet, one thing he showed me, having the power of the Holy Spirit in my life and not doing things in the flesh, but trusting the Holy Spirit to move in my life and for the souls of the Albanian people where he's called us. And Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Who said that? Good. Both. Very good. Both. At the same time, in Jerusalem, this is Jerusalem, West Plains, Judea, I look at it as Missouri, maybe, or your surrounding uh, area. Uh, Jerusalem, Ju Samaria, I look at that as the United States, and, and into the uttermost parts of the world. At the same time, 
you, I would assume you support some missionaries in America, in different states. So you're reaching out Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the world. So he gives us an order. He shows us where to go. And I, and I like that, and there's more to that here in a minute. And so that's our job. That's what we are to be doing. And then it takes not just that, that order is given to the church, but also the church is made up of people. Amen? It's made up of you and I. And we can have an impact on other people. I, I've heard people say, well, I don't have a ministry. Um, you know, I'm just, everybody else does everything. Well, the Bible says God has given to us, that's those that are saved, the ministry of reconciliation. That means we can tell people about the Lord. It's not just the pastor's job or the staff, or, or the deacons, or any, the missionaries, but it's all of our jobs to tell people about Christ. One man, you can have an effect. One man can have an effect on many, many people. I heard of a 14-year-old boy. He was a missionary, uh, and his parents, he wasn't a missionary. His parents were missionaries in a, a, off the South South Sea, south, um, you know, toward uh, the Philippines and over kind of in that area. And, um, and one of those islands in there. And his mom had told him, go to the laundromat, take these clothes, go put them in the laundromat and get them washed up. And while he was there, there were three 30-year-old-ish men, and he was 14. And while the clothes were washing, he began talking to those three men, gave them a tract, started talking to them about the Lord Jesus. And he said uh, two of them left. They were interested. But he said the one stayed. In fact, the one received Christ that night. That next Sunday, he came to church with that young boy. And his father began to disciple, after he was baptized, of course, began to disciple that man. And that man eventually became the pastor of the church, the mission church there in that South Sea Island uh, area. Amen. I mean, one 14-year-old boy had an effect on, on a 30-year-old man. I, I think about the man that had an effect on me, that he's preaching the gospel that day I got saved. Praise God. Think about who had an effect on you. Uh, think about when you got saved. Now, wouldn't you like to have an effect on somebody else? The church is made up of people. By one man's disobedience, think of it, uh, Satan had an I mean, Adam had an effect on everybody by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so that by the begin by the obedience of one man many shall be made righteousness righteous thank the lord for the lord jesus christ abraham when he was um he, he obeyed god amen he obeyed god and god used that one man through uh through time to form the nation of israel through which the Lord Jesus Christ came through by one man. Jonah was one man, and uh, by his preaching. Now, the Lord had to kind of help him a little bit uh, along the way. Amen. He went to school in the ocean uh, and, you know, swallowed by a whale. But, but he eventually obeyed God. And by one man, Jonah preaching, many, many in that great city of Nineveh repented from their sins. By one man, the apostle Paul was able to establish many churches throughout all of Asia. And then remember, he heard that Macedonian call. Now, Macedonia, which is now called North Macedonia, is right in the area of Albania. 
In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 15 that Paul preached the gospel through Illyricum. And Albania is called, was part of Illyricum as it goes up the coast to Croatia. Macedonia was right in there beside it. And uh, now it doesn't show it on the maps, you know, that Paul went up through there, but it says he went up through Illyricum. So that's an that's a interesting thing. In fact, a lot of people in Albania are called Illyr. That's their names, Illyr, after Illyricum. In fact, another history uh, tab, tablet, uh, piece is that Albania, they say, is the old Illyricum language. And, and so you heard Bonnie speaking it. You heard me speaking it some uh, a while ago. John 3.16, Sepse perendia adeshi ach boten, sada birinati tevetem lindirin, chikushdo, kushdo is whosoever, beson natet amasum bas portiket yetin epriyetshme. That's how Albanian sounds, and the way they said, that's how the old Illyricum language sounds. But Paul went up through Macedonia, preaching the gospel, establishing churches. Later, those churches, he moved into Europe. Now, there's several hundred years in here. Moved into Europe. Later, the gospel went from Europe to America. One man, by Paul obeying the Lord and preaching the gospel, and, and of course others in there, uh, brought the gospel to us, had an effect on many, many people. Think of the people before us that gave their lives, that suffered terribly for the King James Bible, uh, because they said, no, we believe everybody should have a Bible in their hand. They fought for the purity of the Bible. Uh, they fought because, uh, or they lost their lives because they had a Bible in their home. During communism, if you were caught with a Bible in Albania, uh, you either were killed or you went to the work camp for many, many years. Think of those that came before us. We have the doctrine that we have today because many men um, suffered because of it. But they said, no, I'm not going to turn and I'm not going to pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many, many were killed. Thank the Lord for those. Who affected you for the gospel? So we have a mandate. We have men, it takes us. And then we have a message. And we know that that message is uh, the salvation of Jesus Christ. That message is that we have hope in Jesus Christ. The gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then we also, I like this, that we have, that God gave us a method. So we, we know we go into all the world, that's commanded, and this is where we go, and then how do we do it? it you can look if you like, but Acts 20.20 20 says, And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed and taught you publicly and house to house. Um, whether it's knocking on doors, whether it's out in public, we have to get the gospel to people. It's not just, while we're trying to get the gospel to the Albanians, you get the gospel to these people here. It's, that's what we're supposed to do. That's our job. Leaving tracks, talking directly to people about their souls, knocking on doors. I said the hardest thing about knocking on doors is getting started because Satan will fight you all the way until you start knocking on that door and talking to those people. We, um, we were in a church, a new start in uh, Tulsa with the church, Broken Arrow Baptist. Uh, Broken Arrow Baptist Temple. And uh, we were knocking on doors to help get this church started. And, and praise God, 
It could have been my wife. It could have been others. But I knocked on the door and this lady came to the door and said, yes, I'm very interested in that. We just moved to the area. I don't remember her whole story, but she was very interested. So I got her address. I gave it to the pastor. He followed up. And that whole family came to church that next week, the mother, the dad, and four children. And then they just, I think, because I messed up my uh, text back and forth, but he said they came back again, and they're trying to minister to that family. Door knocking still works. It does. So that's part of our job. That's part of what we are to do. And let me finish with this, that in uh, Romans, let's look over there, Romans chapter 10, just real quick. I got just a couple of minutes. Romans chapter 10, and look in verse 13. And that is page 733, if you're having any trouble with that. We actually do do that in Albania because they're still familiarizing themselves with their Bibles. Um, and it says in verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a whosoever gospel. It's for anybody out there that would call on Him. But listen to these questions. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? So I look at this kind of backwards in that, how shall they preach? How are we going to preach in Albania except we be sent over there? And once we're over there, how are they going to hear without a preacher? Well, we're there, we can preach to them. Because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We have to let people hear the Word of God. Take it to heart tonight. Make it a challenge in your life even to pass out one track a week. Maybe once a day, or maybe once everywhere you go that you could pass out a track. You say, well, I passed one out at that convenience store, and maybe somebody else has. You know, if they get enough tracks, they may say, there's something about this. I better read this one time. There must be serious about this, this track that they gave me. And so put it upon yourself to be that person that will get the message to other people. The Bible says, you are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. So we need to get the gospel to other people. Let me close by this. We talk about the second coming, but most people have never heard of the first. Many people have never, ever, even in America, they have never heard. Wherever you go, whatever you do, remember, you are an ambassador for Christ. I'm going to throw this in there. Just um, driving in Albania is um, is treacherous, and uh, they learned how to drive a whole different way than we did. Now they thank the Lord they drive on the right side of the road, but um, it's very it's challenging. Thank the Lord I'm not in Toronto where Brother Mike Fiocchi is, because that's really bad there. But uh, sometimes he just lets somebody else drive, and that's what I need to do, I guess. But I asked Bonnie, I said, will you get out and look and see if somebody put a target on the side of our car? Because it looks like everybody's trying to hit us. And so we have the only red Rav 
in Valora. There's a few more now. There's one more now. But I was the ugly American because I was honking and I was getting mad because they parked here. They do this. They pull out in front of you. And uh, but you know what? Everybody knew that's that American in that red rav getting mad over there. And I was a poor testimony. God had to really work me over and really help me through that. I think I'm through it now. Sure enough, I'll get back and it'll happen again. But I walk almost every place now just so I don't have to face that. But, but um, that was a bad testimony because everywhere I go, they knew that red rav. And, and Bonnie would say, you're here to win them to the Lord, not teach them how to drive. And I'd say, well, I'm trying to do both. You know, they need, they need the Lord and they need to learn how to drive. But everywhere we go, if you get mad, if you get whatever, you're, you are the light. You are the salt. You are the representative of the Lord Jesus Christ here on this earth. And finally, would you believe in missions if you had to pl trade places with the heathen? If you had to trade places with somebody living off in Africa, living off in any place else in the world, and you never heard, wouldn't you want to hear? So it's up to us to get the word out. Let, take it as a, on yourself as a challenge. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's all stand to our feet. Father, we ask your blessings again on this word that was preached. And God, help us to take that challenge to try to reach others, to do more to reach others for Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Preacher.
or take 30 if that were what you wanted. And surely you could give one packet of oil to one person. There were so many wonderful testimonies and stories about people picking up tracks, even out of the garden or off the street. And from that track, God went over the heart of being saved in their life and doing great things for the Lord.